0: welcome to trends with benefits real estate investing with dale creed francis and ryan litvin we strive to bring an open honest and transparent approach to real estate investing by informing and educating listeners about the real world benefits issues and challenges investors need to know when it comes to direct participation real estate this podcast is where you can learn the latest trends innovations and opportunities available to help build wealth Create income and diversify your portfolio. So get ready for another informative, fast-paced, and entertaining episode of Trends with Benefits. Welcome back, everybody. Glad to have you with us. Uh, we are your co-hosts, Dale Creed, Francis, and Ryan Litvin, and we've got a uh, an interesting podcast for you here. I, I was uh, excited to do some writing about this story, and, and you can find the writing in our newsletter, The Dirt, subscribe to that. That's a free monthly newsletter. And then what we do is we we take those topics and we do a podcast about them as well. And and this one is a, a real-life cautionary tale, I guess you'd call it. And it's titled, What Could Possibly Go Wrong? And this is about four young and inexperienced real estate developers who bought a $40 million mountain in Utah to build a Davos- um for hipsters. Is it Davos or Davos? Davos. Yeah, there you go. Um so again, what could possibly go wrong? It has been over 10 years since the four young men who created Summit Series, which is a super exclusive ideas and wellness conference. Uh, they had announced that they bought a fading Utah ski mountain for $40 million to, get this, Ryan, build a utopian community peopled with Silicon Valley's top tier. Isn't that exciting? Wouldn't you want to join that? Well, <laughs> well tell me more. Tell me <laughs> Well, back in in 2013, there was a huge flurry of just breathless national media coverage featuring these four guys: Elliot Bisnow, Brett Levy, Jeff Rosenthal, and Jeremy Short Swartz. And these young guys are like in their 20s, and their and their vision uh, that they articulated was this: a bustling, beautifully designed, eco friendly community for socially conscious entrepreneurs and celebrities intent upon solving the world's biggest problems with no, with farm-to-table cuisine, the freshest of fresh powder for skiing, and panoramic sunsets. Are you in? Hmm. <laughs> well, there was also some well-founded mockery from the media. Here's a few of them. This one was titled, uh, Four Young Founders Just Bought a $40 Million Mountain to Party On. That was in Business Insider. Financial Times called it, Davos for dudes. Uh, the third one here I have is <laughs> this Valley Wag blog called it pricks on the slope. <laughs> but in the years we're getting, this is, this is why I had so much fun writing this because uh, in the years since then though, there has been little investigation into whether summit powder mountain ever delivered on the developers lost lofty vision. And as it turns out, that utopian community never came to fruition as fortunes Lila MacLeland discovered. And then, so what she did is she wrote a story about it. I took some of her, um, sourced some of her content from it. But as Lila writes, today, the sparsely populated resort consists of a few dozen new homes and the Sky Lodge, which is a year-like clubhouse. Some 90% of the uh, promised 500 houses have yet to be built many lots remain empty or are in a state of unfinished construction water and sewer lines have never been laid down but the plans for next generation wastewater recycling and greenhouses have been shelved there are no hotels restaurants or shops let alone a brain lab (laughs) brain lab I wouldn't mind joining one of those. That'd be kind of fun. The newest urbanist village now only exists in the architect's renderings, she said. Okay, so why are we featuring this story of ultimate dereliction? Well, because unfortunately, the story is a familiar one. You know, a group of young men could be women too, with an audacious moonshot project, they raised tens of millions of dollars from investors. And then it never got off the ground. And in this case, they were stymied by various unglamorous realities. They had an embarrassing legal complication over a hundred and forty million dollar loan agreement with a group of Chinese investors that were seeking their green cards. Uh, opposite opposition from local Mormon community who complained about it, and 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 there was a myriad of other challenges. Um, and. and in executing the one billion dollar infrastructure and in real estate project at nine thousand feet elevation,
1: so Ryan, we'll add that to the developer's inexperience and organizational dysfunction, and it's perhaps unsurprising that the project failed. Now, I think the point of this story too is, you know, we're not really that shocked at this. We see it far too often. Mm-hmm. You know, an investor. Is provided access to some investment opportunity, and you know they're oftentimes weighing two different options. They're looking at something logical, solid, strong, returning a real estate project being developed and backed by a team of a lifelong veterans with an incredible track record. And then, in the other hand, they've got this shiny, you know, maybe it's a socially conscious uh, brain lab on a mountain, but this shiny object. And sounds they look, sexier. They look like they things. look at a fancy piece of paper. Um, they've, you know, are kind of, you know, swooed by a, a good sales team and said, yeah, that sounds great. Well, let's go with that. Or maybe they're promised, you know, outlandish returns and they're just not looking at the true functionality or reality of how something like that can work. And, you know, you see those things, you know, kind of as one offs like this one, but you also saw a lot of that in the last 10 years of easy money when interest rates are low money's free flowing through the economy uh banks have loosened their lending guidelines mm-hmm. and you know people have that sense of feeling rich because the stock market's higher nothing can fail they can flip houses they can do this they can do that they can build garages all of these things that just seem to always you know make money during those time frames but now you've got a time frame of where you have the fed tightening interest rates are higher they're they're trying to deflate and bring down that monetary supply which is very difficult to do in this economy and this is in my opinion when somebody can really be vigilant and but take advantage of that and look at the consolidation that's going to happen in developers where more experienced developers that have been through these timeframes and have done solid projects and withstood the test of time are going to continue to do that, pick up good deals and be ahead of the curve. Similar to right now, like coming out of senior, you know, I'm not trying to get too far off track here, but coming out of of, uh, the COVID conundrum, Mm -hmm. you know, whenever there's a hiccup the easy money folks the ones that are out there ah oh, we're going to raise this money promise huge returns and just do these deals and they're going to pull some fees off and everything you know everyone's going to make money but that's not always the case and and through covid coming out of covid you have a labor crisis uh skyrocketing wages that weren't working worked into the operating budgets mm-hmm. and everybody you know we've seen so many developers all but halt any new developments on senior living mm-hmm just it's come down to where there's only probably a handful of them you know in Minnesota where we're located now we've continued though to to build on that and the purpose of that is the demographics haven't changed it's an epidemic for seniors to have that care and those options there aren't that many options available right and in 3 years from now or 4 or 5 or 2 nobody knows but when you know Things start to get a little looser again, and then you'll have you know people come out of the woodwork. Oh, now let's build build senior and do this thing. But by plowing yeah. through that right now, like we are, you're able to be ahead of that curve so that in two or three years, you have that supply and you're going to have how many you know how many options available for those seniors, uh, and nobody else has them. And so you're going to you know you're going to you know arguably control the supply. So. I think the point of this, at least to me, in my opinion, is there's all these shiny objects that are out there, and people are always flipping from one thing to the next, but not looking three years out. They're only looking today, and you got to look three years out or more. Yeah, you do. <laughs> I,
0: I, to, to your point, um, yesterday a, a, a gentleman called me. He said, hey, um, my buddy gave that knows you gave me your number and said maybe you can help me. My mom is. We're looking to get her into. Uh, she's pretty active. She's eighty, but we need to get her into a place in the like the next sixty days and roughly this one area of the uh, Twin Cities. And and the thing was is that uh, we have properties in those in that area. They're full, and we're building another one, but it won't be done for another ten months or eleven months or whatever it is. And I said, boy, the timing just isn't. You know, it isn't right there, but he's he's like, there's I, we don't have any place for her to go. She's going to have to start looking outside of the area she even wants to live, which is unfortunate because people, they, you know, she's always been in that area. She knows people. She knows the stores. She just feels comfortable, but unless she can get access to a place to live in her area, she's going to have to go to another city. He said, you know, it's it's just going to be her reality if we can't find it. And right now they can't.
1: So No, and demographics don't change. People are getting older and we're going to need those services. And I think it's going to be a big problem for the senior population. And so to provide that service from an intrinsic value is, of course, uh, very rewarding, uh, but also from a monetary and business standpoint too, to continue on. I mean, three years ago, Uh, There was, I think, 50-some senior buildings that were under construction in the Twin Cities. And I think there's less than a handful right now. Mm -hmm. And people just freeze in the face of challenges and maybe don't have the foresight to continue. uh, Or they just don't have the ability to either from capital requirements because now instead of being able to borrow you know, 75 or 80% from the bank, they can only borrow 50 or 60. So now they have to have all that additional cash to do the deal and they don't have it. Uh, and, um, and that's a problem too. So, uh, yeah. So continue on with the looking into the future and being ahead of the curve. Hindsight, right? You know, people say, well, why didn't I invest in this? Why didn't I do this? Why didn't I do this? Look at what happened here. Mm -hmm. Oh, hindsight, hindsight, hindsight. Well, have the foresight to not have to say hindsight in the future.
0: Boy, good point, and and we've been just talking about the senior space, our apartment buildings, that that whole space we're in. It's it's the same thing. You still look at uh, where we're building those, and the demand that is there is incredible. So, yeah, we're we're I guess we're still one of the the few left doing it standing because we've we have the experience, we have the long term uh, experienced team strength financially and so on. So yeah, time is, uh, time is actually good. And look, do we fault these, these young guys is unwavering ambition to do this, this mountain utopia community? Well, no, not necessarily. Uh, what is most surprising to a lot of people, including us in retrospect is, is just how willing and eager investors were to back that project that never made a whole lot of sense. So, you know, I guess it goes back to the sayings like, uh, you, not all that glitters is gold, I guess, or perhaps my favorite is all hat, no cattle, because, you know, the story sounds good or whatever. But uh, as Lila of Fortune, she wrote, this particular build-out, mostly stalled ski resort, feels almost too on the nose as a metaphor, and as a cautionary tale, it's a 9,000-foot monument to the excessive vanity and pride of Silicon Valley's big ideas. So in other words... You know, these, these folks, they have so much unfounded sometimes self-confidence and arrogance that surrounds their ideas and their abilities or lack thereof that they basically scoff at the idea of others holding them accountable or, God forbid, questioning them about anything. So uh, I guess that, my friends, is uh, why it's a real-life cautionary tale, and and if you'd like to access solid D-P-R-E offerings that get done and are successful, contact us because we can guarantee you that we won't be buying a mountain to build a utopian community. And with that, we're glad you joined us. We look forward to talking to you soon. Take care. Learn more about Vincent Companies and the Trends with Benefits podcast at vincentre.com or trendswithbenefitspodcast.com. You can also give us a call at 612-424-8650 or submit questions at info at vincentre.com. And we really look forward to meeting you soon.